Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Angel, a Reiki master and Kundalini yoga teacher for alchemy. Angel shares her journey from makeup artist to school teacher to creating her dream business, alchemy, by listening to her intuition. I met Angel in 2020 through her full moon transformation uh, online sessions, and um, I've had the pleasure of having her even on my retreat this year as well. So if you'd like to stop listening to the chatter in your head and start to tune into your intuition, Angel shares her tips to help you get started. This interview is a video recording that you can also watch on YouTube. Let's jump into the Simply Happy guest conversation. So today on Simply Happy Conversation, I have Angel from Alchemy, the business that is around, oh, she was a science and maths teacher, but now she's listened to her intuition and she is a Reiki master and helps people with their intuition and tuning into what they want with their own transformation and self-discovery. So welcome, Angel. Thank you. Very excited to be on here today. Oh, thank you. It's a, you're actually the first, you'll be the first um, guest that has come on for the actual podcast. Oh, so, awesome. I feel yeah. very privileged. So thank you. Um, I feel really privileged having you. So let's start with you telling us something maybe the audience wouldn't know about you. So something they wouldn't know potentially <laughs> is that my first side business was actually a makeup artist. So I knew that I wanted a side business. I knew that teaching wasn't exactly my path. Um, I knew that it was close, but I hadn't hit the nail on the head just yet um, in terms of what I wanted to do with my life. And so I got a contract down in Geelong because I started off teaching in Melbourne. And I said, well, I'll do my makeup artistry course because I really wanted to do that and learn a bit more about makeup because my mum was a makeup artist, my sister was a makeup artist. So I thought I'd follow in the family footsteps. And so my first business was Ivy Makeup Artistry. Wow. No, I didn't <laughs> even know that myself. So that's great to for that to share that with us. And and so then maybe go into then how you actually started your business then. And became a well, Reiki master. And, oh, sorry, I didn't even yeah. say the Kundalini yoga as well instructor. Yes, yes, I know. It was quite a change um, because Reiki was not even on my radar at that point. I really wanted to do, I kept on seeing sort of visions, but I didn't really understand them as visions at the time um, of me owning my own health um, place I guess you could say I just where a lot of different health practitioners would come and work together but that vision never really made sense for me because I wasn't a health practitioner at the time so this is when I was still teaching and um, being a mobile makeup artist (laughs) Um, so I was going for walks with a friend who was going through a really hard time and 
uh, one day I just, I remember it so clearly, I almost couldn't be bothered going on this walk. I had nothing left in the tank. I was just really um, depleted. I found boundaries really hard back then, especially when I was starting out teaching and teaching taught me a lot about boundaries. Um, And I went for a walk with her and she was so upbeat and she was so changed like compared to how she normally was. And I said, please tell me what you've done because I need this in my life, whatever it is. And she said, oh, I saw this lady for Reiki. And I was like, don't know what it is. I'm booking in. And which is very typical me. I'm a Sagittarius fire sign. So when I want something, I just go for it. Um, And I went and had two Reiki sessions done in the space of two weeks. And then I realised that that was something that I wanted in my life forever. Oh, that's wonderful. And then the Kundalini yoga then, how did you get into that? So when I did my Reiki training, um, I did it up in Melbourne with Abby Fox from Reiki and Wellness. And she was a Kundalini yoga instructor. But again, I didn't know anything about that. Um, and we actually did a little bit of Kundalini whilst we were doing our Reiki training. And it was just the same as when I first went and had Reiki done, I was like, what is this? And it just made me feel, I guess the best way to describe it is that I was home. Like I felt Mm. so comfortable and that I fit in so well. And I, that wasn't something that I feel like I'd had um, during my life, I always felt like I was a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I did a, a course, like a self-development course a couple of years later um, with Tracy Spencer, who's also a Kundalini yoga instructor. And in that course, there was Kundalini yoga as well. And so I got like another little taste of it. And just over time, there was like a seed planted in my mind that I had to go to India and I had to do my Kundalini yoga instructors course. And it was a very big deal, very big deal for me to go over there by myself and spend a month in India. And (laughs) yeah, it was great. Did you love, did you love the actual culture and traveling around as well? I loved it. Again, it was another feeling of like coming Mm. home. Yeah. And just being surrounded by people who really understand you was a really big big deal for me as well so it wasn't my first solo travel I'd gone to Thailand to um, go stay with a a traditional healer over in Thailand the year before Mm. which was amazing but this is definitely the longest time I'd been away by myself oh I love that I I feel the same about India I spent a month traveling by myself and I just just felt at home and should have continued with the yoga even then so um, when you came back with the yoga experience as well and then joined them together, so how have you then developed that into a business and moved away from the teaching? Well, it was more <laughs> of a case. So I, when I did Reiki, my training, I never thought that I'd become a practitioner. I was like, this is just for myself. This is just because I know that, like I knew I needed to do a lot of healing, but I really didn't know where to start. And so I was like, well, this is a good starting place for me. And I was in a very well-paying job. And I thought, even though I'm not feeling great about this job at the moment, it's um, providing me with the money to do all the training and all the healing that I need, which, you know, it's a never ending cycle. But at the time (laughs) I thought, you know, I'll do this, this and this and I'll be done. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so I, the more that I started branching out, because once I started doing Reiki on people, I realized that I just never wanted to stop. I definitely wanted to keep going. And I did my level two to become a practitioner. And so I still had my full-time job, my makeup artistry business and my Reiki business. So I was a bit busy there for a while. <laughs> um, and then little by little, I wanted to accept less makeup jobs. And then I went down to part-time for teaching because I realized that there was a bit of a conflict within me. In one job, I felt very empowered and very lit up and energized. And then with my teaching job, I just realized that my personality was getting lost in there, in all the admin and all of the structure, I think, as well. I felt like I was quite um, focused on the well-being of the students rather than teaching them algebra and things like that. <laughs> I wanted a more holistic approach and I felt like I was needing to conform to something slightly different to how I really wanted to teach. So there was a push and pull for a while. So I dropped down to part-time with teaching and went into more of the Reiki and then at the beginning of last year when I went overseas to India, I was like, that's it, I'm getting rid of teaching. I had this lovely plan that I would come home from India, I would still do a little bit of CRT and um, teach Kundalini and everything and obviously COVID hit. But it gave me a chance to, I think, really readjust and realise how flexible I could be mm -hmm. and... Um, honestly build up a lot of trust with myself that even though I didn't know what I was doing particularly um, I could really focus on being creative so I uh, it took me a while to get into the kundalini I ended mm. up doing lots of classes with Kylie from kundalini yep. yoga Geelong that's how we met and um and just to build my confidence up and I thought why not we're in lockdown and yeah, so now it's, um, I created a course last year called Psychic School and I started teaching Kundalini in that. So it was all about intuition, trusting your intuition. Um, and I think Kundalini yoga for me is a way to connect to your intuition and your inner self and your body. So from there, I gained confidence with Kundalini and now I teach online as well. So yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful practice and that's exactly how, what I felt when I started last year doing it um, with Kylie. And, um, yeah, so maybe talk, talk a little bit about the Kundalini Yoga and, yeah, what it is and what it's, you know, the benefits of it. Yeah, well, it's essentially it is a way to connect. So it's the most spiritual type of yoga, they say. But all types of yoga are spiritual, but I feel like in the Western world sometimes we lose that connection to the spirituality with other forms of yoga. I know that when I've done other forms mm. before, I'm concentrating on moving and, you know, the breath and all that sort of stuff and I get a bit lost with the spiritual side of things um, because I never really even used to meditate. So mm. the spirituality of yoga was lost on me many years ago. But they do say that kundalini yoga is the most spiritual form of yoga. It is just creating that union with yourself, which, again, is all types of yoga. But we do have a, a special energy that is coiled around the base of the spine called our kundalini energy. 
and that it is represented by a snake. So the idea of kundalini yoga is as we move through the movements, which are the same movements and just repeated for, you know, one minute, two minutes, up to 11 minutes, um, that energy will start moving along our spine, which I like to say, you know, is like the antenna of your spirituality. Mm. And so you're moving your energy up to your crown chakra so that you can feel more enlightened and see things from a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Then that's what I love. I feel, feel that exact, what you've just described is exactly how I feel by the end of a session and the chanting. I really just really enjoy the chanting and the breathing with it as well. Me too. Yeah. I've definitely got people like friends in the yoga world who don't love Kundalini. Um, Mm. I think it's maybe too outside of their comfort zone. It is different. different. (laughs) But I think that's what I also love about it is that it is, it is so different to anything else I've ever really experienced. And I think at the end of the lesson, I always just feel so cleansed. So like cleansed of the vocal cords, cleansed of my body. And it's just yeah, I just feel really good every time, Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Is there anyone in particular who you would recommend it to? Is it like someone, like I always recommend yin yoga and nidra for people who are starting out because it's not about the movements. What about kundalini yoga? Well, who do you recommend it for? That's a great question and I don't think I've ever been asked that one before, so thank you. Um, I would say perhaps someone who hasn't felt that strong connection to other types of yoga before, but have always really liked the idea of yoga. Mm. Um, And someone as well who perhaps wants to get into meditation but doesn't know how to get into meditation Mm. because I feel like it almost, for me, it feels like a real balancing of the masculine and feminine energies because the masculine gets taken care of with the movement and the chanting Mm. and the breath of fire So there's that real warming of the body, but then it allows the feminine energy to sort of start accessing and clearing the mind when a lot of people say that they can't meditate because they can't keep their mind clear. Mm. And I think that that's a real, I feel like we've really um, gotten confused with what meditation is in the Western world. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because and it is. I like that that analogy between the female and the male energy. Mm. That really does make sense. And it and it's not like normal flow styles of yoga because you don't necessarily need to be moving your whole body, is it? Either. Yes, that's what I think I really enjoyed about it. Yeah, it's quite good if you're um, low mobility as mm. well because yep. a lot of the moves that I do, I always say, if you need to grab a chair. You know, if you need to take it down a little notch or something, that's absolutely fine too. You still get all the benefits. Yep. It's probably not the best style of yoga for someone who is pregnant though. Yep, yep. There's not a lot of modifications other than just deep breathing and that can get a little boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. Whereas, So then I would say that yin is probably one of the best ones for meditation, uh, for pregnancy because there's so much that they can still do up until right at the end. You don't actually just a slight alteration to the movement. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then tell tell us about um, how you join then Reiki and um, 
and kundalini yoga like your products and services that you do because not only that from just an observer i also see that your teachings coming into this as well into your business yes yes so I think it's really important for me and it's probably because I have that education background um, that all of my offerings really educate people about their intuition, about themselves and about their bodies. Um, I think as well because self-love was a real issue for me and when I did go to see people for Reiki or for any sort of healing treatment, they would always like point out what I needed to fix but then at but then I was lost, you know, they didn't yep. give me any sort of direction. So I really give people homework mm-hmm. in, in my offerings as well. So my offerings are Reiki, <clears throat> excuse me, Reiki treatments, but I also teach Reiki and then Kundalini yoga and now one-on-one mentoring. And it is really important for me that people understand how to access the intuition and also then you know, if any issues have come up in their life, in their treatments, mm-hmm. or whilst we're talking in our mentoring sessions, like what the next steps are. Yeah, beautiful. but it's also like listening to them. But yeah, so my offerings are sort of a mixture mm-hmm. of all my skills. Yeah, yeah. And I think that teaching side of it really comes out in, in your offerings as well, which is beautiful. Yeah. So what about your top tips for health? For um, listeners out there, have you got any top tips for health? Yes, I would say, (laughs) yes, I would say for like for health um, and for organisation and wellness, learning how to talk to yourself because we have this endless mind chatter and everyone thinks that that is talking to themselves but it's not actually communicating with you and with your essence So a lot of my teachings start off with, you know, take some deep breaths and start asking yourself questions. How can I support you? How can I love you? And then learning to then listen as well. I think um, I've said many times that my ego loves to mansplain things to me. (laughs) And I know that's probably a controversial term, but... It's true. Like for many years, I thought that I had a connection to myself, but I was just telling myself what I needed to do and what I needed to um, learn and all that sort of stuff. I never accessed my intuition, even though it was there and even though it was strong. Mm. Yep. So just making sure that your, your routine works for your body and by asking yourself, hey, is this working for me? Because so often we can just get caught up in like continuing to just get through our days and we don't stop and go, is any of this working for me or am I just doing it because I feel like I need to fit all of this in in one yeah. day? Yeah. So I think that goes for like any sort of um, movement that we do. It needs to feel good for us for that day. And so just learning to talk to ourselves and learning to be our own authority over our own lives. So do you have then something that you do, a routine that you do in the morning that helps you to step yes. into that? <laughs> so most most days I would say that I dance and I put on some like really upbeat music. It's good that I live alone now because <laughs> I will crank up the party mix from like 6 a.m. Yeah. Like I'm like, 
whoop, whoop, as soon as I wake up. And a friend stayed with me for a couple of nights the other week and she was just like, you're so awake. As soon as you're awake, you're so awake. And I was like, I know because that's what really gets me moving. Obviously, on days where I'm not feeling as great or anything, I'll probably just do a meditation. But I really like to go with like having a few things that I know make me feel really good and then choosing from those on a daily basis yeah. rather than giving myself, like I have the structure of I'll get up at the same time. Yeah. Um, I really need that routine. Yeah. Especially coming from a teaching mm. background. Uh, when I first started this business with no teaching and I had no structure, that did not work. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so having a routine, having the time set up for yourself, like even if it's 10 minutes and then, you know, some sort of daily check-in with myself and some sort of movement, whether it be dancing or kundalini or whatever, and even on the days where I feel really low, some sort of meditation or some sort of practice to keep me going. Yeah, yeah. What about the end of your day? Is that so do you find then... Um, that your energy sort of, you know, dwindles by the end of the day. So you're Definitely. more of a morning type of person. Yes. So, yeah, so do you have sort of a ritual that you do before bed at the end of the day? I generally dance again, <laughs> but this time to slower music. Yeah. Um, it is like seriously one of the biggest joys of my life, <laughs> um, having a bit of a dance, but I'm... I have less structure at the end of the day. Mm. I think because I am such a morning person, I like to get up and utilise what I, what energy I have. Yep. Um, whenever I do like a 40-day Kriya, so the same mm. um, chant for 40 days, for some reason I always tend to do that at the end of the day. So if I'm going through a stage where I'm doing one of those, I will do that at night, every night. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that tends to, like, boost up my energy again. So I have to be in a bit of a cycle where I'm, you know, have a bit more energy. Yep, yep. Oh, thank you so much for the chat and sharing yeah. a little bit of some tips as well as um, about your business because I think people love that and have that connection. And if there's maybe teachers sitting there listening yes. to the two of us who have, you know, stepped away and it's not, it's, you know, it's a, it's a process, isn't it? It's not overnight yes. that we just step away because, you know, that you still have that, that love of teaching. It's just how can we yep. utilise that skill that we have in a different way that's absolutely in the classroom yeah I said to someone the other day um, because they were like you know I have a big vision and I'm really scared to go for that big vision and I was like well if I had have been told before I started teaching that I was going to be doing what I was doing now I wouldn't have necessarily been able to do it yeah teaching taught me so many skills mm. And so much about life and about how to communicate with people, like all these different people. Mm. So yeah. it was a really good starting off point. So if someone's listening and they're like, <laughs> I'm a teacher and I want to go off and do something else, yeah. just know that you've had one of the best starts with your teaching career. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. I love that. Yeah. So how can people find you too? What, um, like a website or social media handle? Yes. So I've got a website, www.alchemy, so it's E-L-K-E-M-Y.com.au or on Instagram at alchemy and then underscore. 
And what was what was your name? How did you come up with the name? Where did that come from? So when I did Reiki Level 1, when I first um, learned, and we do four attunements in Reiki Level 1, with the first attunement, I got this vision <laughs> uh, and it was so clear and I knew, I, well, actually, I, I was a bit like freaked out. I thought that I was a little bit crazy, <laughs> um, but I saw an elk and I, in my vision, I ran towards him and I just, you know, hugged him and put my face into his fur and um, it took me until the next day to tell anyone because I was really freaked out by it and the Reiki instructor said um, Reiki master sorry said that's probably your spirit guide and so over the years I've just had so much confirmation that he's my spirit guide so I did start off as ocean Reiki but I knew that that name was never going to stick around and I knew that when I changed my name I wanted to honor my main spirit guide in some way so beautiful yeah. oh thank you thank you so much for sharing everything you have today no it's worries. been so lovely to catch up and chat again it has thank yeah. you for having me on it was awesome oh thanks angel thank you so much for joining me for today's simply happy conversation if you enjoyed this episode then i'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review This helps others find it who are also looking for tips and organizational strategies to simplify their life and prioritize their health. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss future episodes. You can also connect with me over at simplyhappy.com.au.